Hello, and welcome to Intuitive Journey with Desiree. I am Desiree Holmes-Sharini, your host. And today I'm really happy to have as a guest to interview Corby Mitleid. And Corby, I'm going to just turn here to her bio, is a psychic channel and medium reading since 1973. She travels coast to coast and into Canada as a full-time intuitive counselor. She's appeared frequently on radio and television and is an inspirational teacher and facilitator. She's featured Channel and Robert Schwartz's breakthrough series, Your Soul's Plan, Your Soul's Gift, and Your Soul's Love, and is herself the author of Clean Out Your Life Closet, The Psychic Yellow Brick Road, and You've Got the Magic, Who Needs a Genie? Her certifications and affiliations include being a certified Tarot Master, a member of the American Tarot Association and the Tarot Guild, an ordained minister of the Sanctuary of the Beloved. Her specific skills include Tarot and Oracle Divination, deck readings, spiritual intuitive counseling, past life retrieval and analysis, mediumship and spirit guide conferences, including speaking with one's soul or higher self. And I am just fascinated with your bio and everything I've seen so far. And I'm very excited to have you here. So thank you, Corby, and welcome. It's great to be here. Thanks for asking. Yeah, I'm, I'm happy to have you here. So um, your book, the, of course, now I've turned that off, the, the guide to, you know, discovering your psychic, the yellow brick road. You mean that one? one? Glad you have it right there. <laughs> Hold that a little closer yes. so everybody can see it. I want everyone to see the cover. So the psychic yellow brick road. Okay. And what I liked about that, and you sent me a copy. Thank you so much. And I've gotten most of through it. Um, what's different about that. And what I'd kind of like to focus on in our time talking together is helping people to discern and, and to get some tips and clues from you as well as your background. So uh, I'd like to start with how did you get into this? What, what did you have like a starting point uh, did you always feel these things from childhood? I always, I'm always interested in hearing how people opened up that third eye. Oh, this is what I call the 32nd elevator speech. Yeah. <laughs> when I was nine, I read a book called The Witch Family by Eleanor Estes. And I went, great, there's magic in the world. I want to find it. <clears throat> Fast forward to 1973, when I was a senior in high school. Yes, that tells you how old I am. Yeah. <laughs> and you were, um, you were 12 years old in high school. I know, go on. Oh, honey. Oh, honey. Your nose is growing Pinocchio. Um, you know, I was working part-time at Spencer Gifts and they had the James Bond 007 tarot deck and I bought it because we were all hippies then. Um, I loved the cards. They fascinated me. I loved the stories they told. So when five years later, everybody else had moved on to roller skates and disco balls, I was still working with the cards. So I read for 20 years for friends, making sure that I kept my ego out of the picture and I was a clear channel. All of a sudden, in 1994, I could talk to hands-on. Uh, I could do hands-on healing and talk to dead people with no training. That was when the universe handed me my draft notice and said, "Hello, you're working for us." <laughs> so that was part-time. Meanwhile, very checkered career: actress, author, inspirational speaker. Uh, wrote for a graphic novel series for 10 years. Video producer, legal assistant, executive recruiter, but always the psychic work on the side. When we watched the towers burn on 9-11, I turned to my husband and I said, you know, I need to do this work full time. People need to know there's something else out there. And he said, I believe in you, go do it. So for a year, still worked 70 hours a week as an executive recruiter, psychic wow. work evenings and weekends. In 2002, closed the door on corporate work and have never looked back. Fantastic. 
And um, I apologize. I have my little helper here, but I figured this. Oh, is never a, apologize if for this a is, cat in my house. I figured this no. is a, actually an okay session to have a black cat in my lap, right? For <laughs> yes, it is. And and he's smaller than my twenty-six pound Maine Coon cat, so okay. he's fine. Perfect. I would love to see him. <laughs> anyway, so I'm curious. You know, uh, one of the things um, with even with you know, I do. I'm studying and do as well as a little bit of what you do as things have come to me. And I decided also that it was a help to people, especially with grief. Mm -hmm. And as a hypnotherapist yes. and life coach, um, mm -hmm. even with something like that, I have people think it's weird, you know? So how did you manage um, when you were still in the corporate world and, and like, you know, shadow self, you know, um, did, did you tell people, in your regular job, what you were doing and, and how did that go over? Now, for one thing, I used a different name. Um, you know, Elton John's real name is Reginald Dwight. Okay. Well, Corby yeah. Mitleid is my Elton John name. My okay. legal name, I keep very proud of. Interesting. Um, okay. the, one, the one funny thing that I did love is because I was a theater major at Brown, I could do anybody's accent. So as an executive recruiter, if we had a client who was calling from London, I would you know, slip into the London cadence and I'd say, I'll have him bring you back, which of course is English speaker, I'll have him call you. Oh. Um, so for the mysterious Santa presence that year, my boss had me and she got me a t-shirt that said, you're just jealous that the voices talk to me, thinking that it was about my being able to do the accents. I couldn't understand why I was laughing so hard. <laughs> One of my favorite t-shirts for years until it wore out. That's wonderful. <laughs> I love that. Okay. No, yeah. It it, it mm -hmm. was private until I went public. Right. Okay. That I'm always interested how people manage that. And so that is, it's very interesting. So I, I um, I'll work on my um, pseudonym for who knows my feather dancer or something. So mm -hmm. uh, tell me about how you ended up writing your books. And, and so you have that book and you have another book. <clears throat> You have the two books yeah. right now? I have three, actually. Okay. Uh, the first one was self-help. Uh, the other two are in the psychic world. Okay. The third one I just wrote is called You've Got the Magic Who Needs a Genie. And that's specifically for people who want to make a living at doing what I do. It's what I call the A-Lister's Guide to Holistic Expo Success. Okay. Because I used to be on the road 45 weekends a year. My nickname was the Travel Channel. But that's that. This book... I wrote specifically because of something that I saw happen in Canada 15, 16 years ago. Uh, this was a huge expo, 250 booths. Now, we were across from what I call a fake gypsy, mm -hmm. uh, the jingling jewelry, the bad accent, all of that stuff, the hand on the poster. <laughs> and there was a woman who was walking down the aisle and the fake gypsy comes running out from her booth and grabs the woman by the arm now, this in the psychic show parlance is called hooking, and it's as bad as the other kind of hooking. But she says, oh, you no need to pay 30, 40, 50 dollars. I need your palm for 10. Come. Drags the woman behind the screen. Mm -hmm. 20 minutes later, a bunch of us across the aisle see her client leaving, crying hysterically. So we all run over to see what's up. And apparently the fake gypsy has said, oh, you have a family curse. How many in your family? Four? You have dog? $50 every family member, $25 for, for dog. He's small, we fixed. And told the woman, 
if she didn't burn 400 specially blessed candles at the Roman Catholic Church. I bless real good, only $1 candle. Her entire family was going to die in a car accident in two weeks, and she bought it. Yeah. That sent me, that, that was such a hot button. So there are lots of people who want to avail themselves of intuitive counseling, but don't want to learn how to do it themselves. It's like, I want to go to a museum to see a whole buying painting. I don't need to learn how to do oil painting. Right. So that's why this book is written, not to do psychic development, though, of course you can, we're all wired the same, but how to go into a psychic situation and be completely safe. And you're talking about the yellow book, brick road book. Yes, yeah. this one. And that's, one. that's particularly, and exactly um, one of the reasons I, I love that, that book and that you did that um, and that we can share this here is because I have a story like that too. And I like to think that I was a little more savvy, but I was sitting with three friends having lunch some mm -hmm. years ago and a mm -hmm. young woman walks over to us and says, I do readings and I can do them. And, you know, and of course they're interested, right? And I went ahead and had like a cards read right there at the table. A couple of us did. And then she says, you come to me. I have more come to my apartment. We make an appointment. So go for, fast forward. My two friends were both very, um, and not to say I wasn't, but they really wanted to know about their love life, right? And they were real concerned about what was happening. One went like three, four times until she finally says, no, there's something going on where every time she asked for more money, similar stuff to you, that if you don't do this, then this might happen. Take this, take this thing home, sleep with it in your bed. And, and you give me this much money. I've put my, you know, lift the curse of no love off you. Um, the other one, she kept stringing her along and stringing her along. My friend asked me to go with her and mm -hmm. um, to one of them. And we walk into the woman's apartment because she, she's like, I don't know about her. Uh, and the, she, and on the, Very floor, smart. the woman on the floor had her computer open to, um, how, to how to be a psychic medium. <laughs> it's like, really? you, could at least, you could at least close Ooh. the computer. You know, I mean, I've taken courses online, you know, to, to kind of understand and home from reputable people, but, you know, especially 2020 is when I, but it's not to dismiss that, but it's kind of funny because she's like, you know, has it, she's doing her homework just before the woman walks in. Right. But it wasn't, I believe the phrase is busted. Yeah. So you, you could at least close it, but my friend, um, but she told her similar story. Um, okay. Your, your relationship's going to fall apart unless you do this. Um, the only way to have the love workout is to do this. I am the only one who can get this like relic or something from the Catholic church. It's blessed $800, $800. But if you don't do this, it's not going to happen for you. And, and so my friend was in tears because she says, if I don't do it, she says it won't. And I'm like, are you kidding me? Don't do it. What are yeah. wrong with you? Anyway, so yes. Um, so your book, what I'd love you to do um, yeah. is to maybe if you can kind of describe the book, what your readers would get out of this book. As for those that are looking for a psychic reading, what they should be looking for in somebody and what to expect and what, what to walk away from, what to, you, like you say, the, yes. and your book describes yes. the Clio and, and the, so just right. take it off and tell me, why you wrote well you, we know why you wrote it but what are some tips from there what should people know okay the book is written six parts psychic boot camp the ins and outs of the psychic session what to watch out for anytime someone says i'm the only one get up and run mm 
uh, working with angels and spirit guides, mediumship, that sort of thing. Um, <clears throat> the first thing I teach you, I have a lecture that I do called Psychics 101, The Good, The Bad, The Clairs. And I give you um, a mnemonic, P-S-Y-C-H-I-C. And each one of those stands for something to do. P is for professionalism. Check and see how much of a professional they are. S is for sharing references. Always get references. If we're professional, we have people who will tell you how we are. Mm -hmm. Or read our website for testimonials. Y is you are in charge of your life. Always listen to the information. Decide, does it make sense or not? C is for charges. What's fair, what's not? H are here. I can fix anything for a price. You know, stories like you and I just gave. Yeah. I is inappropriate actions and C is for connections. Now, <clears throat> let's say that you're going into an expo. You don't know any of us from Adam's house. Yeah. There I tell you, you have to behave like a good puppy. First, you have to do your walkies. You go in and you walk around and you look at all the booths. You don't necessarily talk to us, but you get a feel. Then, you know, you'll see maybe half a dozen people that, yeah, they might be good. And then like a good puppy, you go get paper trained. We <laughs> will all have flyers or rack cards like this that will give information on who we are and maybe some testimonials on the back. You're going to go and you're going to read through these, come back to two or three psychics that feel good. Talk to us if we're available. If not, talk to our front people. But remember, we hire our front people to say they love us. My <laughs> yeah, first yeah. front person was Laura Spickerman, whom I adore, but she was my husband's office manager Monday through Friday. Do you think she's going to dismiss his museum director? No, probably not. <laughs> Again, testimonial book on the table. Read through it. Are we good? Are we kind? Are we funny? Do we have specialties? Will people come back? And the last thing, my darlings, is check in at heart level. Yeah. You are putting your hard-earned money on the table. If the psychic doesn't feel like they have a brain in their head, they really care about what they're doing, or they're going to give you good information, don't go there no matter how cool the wiki woo looks on the table. Right. That's the rules. Even that cool, like, you know, I, I do I do love the look of that, uh, you know, um, crystal ball. Real pretty, but. Yes, yes. <laughs> I have one for but, decorative purposes at home, but I don't, I don't use it, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. and uh, just like um, in decorating, how we do our table is really going to tell you what we do. When you come to my table, it's not full of glorious crystals and it's got lots of written information for you. It's got my stone raven and it's got my books. So uh, there is no way that I am telling you I am the most amazing, magical person in the world. I'm about as practical a psychic as you going to get because I'm New York. Yeah. That's what I would want to go to if I was going to a psychic. Mm -hmm. Give me concrete information I can use. Don't do fluffy. Right. And so when someone goes into a psychic, now they, they've chosen, you know, what... And I'm all about intuition is one of the things that I like to teach people yep. is, is how to trust their heart, both in life coaching mm -hmm. and every day, because if you yep. trust your intuition, everything is so much easier, you know? Um, yes. So, you know, they get the feeling and, and there is a real physical draw, mm -hmm. right? So you get yes. that good feeling, uh, you, you go in and when you're in there, um, I know your book talks about asking questions, not asking questions. One of the things, um, I even have a friend, one of the friends that was worried about a romance, mm -hmm. <laughs> she like, she'll ask me to um, draw a card, you know, 
And um, she often wants a yes or no. And I usually say, well, it's as things stand at this time, this mm-hmm. is the likely you know, thing. And, and this gives us for your mm-hmm. information. It's not like yes or no. Or, and um, so she'll, she'll try to trick me. She'll say, well, that's not what it's my card said when I drew it. And I'm like, okay, you know, you got a different. Thank you for answer. sharing. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, well, I guess time will tell. I don't know. I'm just saying mm-hmm. this is the card that I drew that's showing this likelihood according to this card. It's not mm-hmm. yes or no. Anyway, so I know people come in and mm-hmm. I know one of the things that people will do is they will tr- like not like they'll try to withhold any information just to test the psychic. So is that mm-hmm. useful to them? I mean, it's not. No, not really. No, don't so- waste my time. Don't waste your money. Mm-hmm. If you sit down with me and say, all right, tell me something that you couldn't know about me. And then I'll have a reading with you if you're right. I will look at you and say, I'm sorry, I don't roll over and fetch either. And you're out of my booth. Yeah. When you sit down with me, I'm going to ask you, what's the most important thing you want to walk out of here knowing today? Because even if we have a half an hour, if your life is this big, I could go really fast to here. But if what you wanted was here, you'd go, oh, she is lousy. So yeah. if you say, for instance, I really want to take a look at my career, I'll go, great. Now, three ways we can look at it. Stay where you are, change jobs, or open your own place. Why do I ask? Because mm-hmm. each one of these is a 10 to 15 card, multi-card spread. So let's say you said, I'm opening up a vintage uh, clothing shop. Great. It would not be a couple of cards, wait until January and fire the redhead. What's that do for you? <laughs> be a card for you, a card for the energy around the business, a card for the brick and mortar location, how to market it. Clients, competition, staff, finances, what you need to know and best possible outcome. Notice that puts a rocket pack on your back. Because when you say to me, is my business going to be successful? I will look at you and say, and whatever I said, no, you're going to lose everything and live in a box under a bridge. Where are you going to go with that? Right. I No, I teach my clients how to ask the useful, enlightening questions. As a certified tarot master and certified professional tarot reader, that was one of the things that we had to do is demonstrate that we could help our clients ask the right questions to get the information they really wanted. Now, if someone comes in and says, oh, I'm I'm dating Bruce, I I just don't know. I'm not going to say yes or no. I'm going to do a card for her, a card for Bruce, a card for the relationship as it stands what she needs to know and best possible outcome. But then I'll shut up. If she goes, I still don't know. Fine, three threes. Three cards for status quo. You just kind of sit there and deal with it. Three cards for the come to Jesus meeting. You do serious work. And three cards for hospital bye-bye. I'll send you postcard. Uh-huh. Now, one of those three may be blinking at me, tell her this. But I will read all three sets and shut up because it's her free will that needs to make a decision. The only reason I overstep my bounds and throw off the tarot hat and put on my reverend collar is if she says she's battered or gaslighted. Well, yeah. Then she needs help getting out of this. Mm -hmm. But other than that, no, it's up to her. And if she needs to stay in the relationship to learn something, I'm not going to be the one to say, see, it says you'll be better off if you leave. That's Mm -hmm. her thing. Yeah. But you can, you know, the cards are looking like, you know, leaving my, oh, I tell her yeah. exactly yeah. what they say. Yeah. And then she, but there are some people that are stubborn. It's just yeah. like, Oh, I know I should leave, but, but I want to stay. Yeah. Well, yeah. Then stay honey and learn. Yeah. I, um, yeah, I, I, as a life coach, I know 
how that can be with certain mm-hmm. times. You know, I recently asked somebody, you know, do you want to be happy? And the answer was yes, but all the reasons why not. I said, okay, well, I think what we, is we, get, we need to work? get to turn off the butt. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, and I noticed when you brought up, um, if they ask a question, they need, you know, mm-hmm. to provide them the best information, they yeah. need to give you the information that they like narrow it down. So if somebody just, you know, if you know, they're asking about career, you could lay out the same cards and, and be able to focus it on what that means about career. If they're asking about relationship, the same cards could fall, but then you translate it into what that means about relationship. You know, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Let's take the card, the tower, Mm -hmm. the tower card is basically, you know, everyone says it's doom, gloom, and destruction. But I say, no, it's more like the imploding sports stadium card. Okay. Boston Red Sox want to build a new stadium. They got to blow up Fenway first and clear the ground. So in a career, what that might say is you got to watch out for downsizing. You have to watch out for um, a new boss that's going to upend everything. You have to watch out for, um, you know, legalities in a relationship. It's there's going to be something that's really going to knock you for a loop and you have to decide, is it worth staying and trying to rebuild the relationship or is it toast? Mm-hmm. So the card has the same general meaning, but it's like a kaleidoscope. You always have the same hundred pieces of glass, but as you turn it, they make different pictures. Right. And the card that comes after the tower or the card that mm-hmm. comes after the death card sure gives a lot of information too. You know, it's right. like, where's that? possibly going to lead you know so that's mm-hmm. true it's like the death and, and the tower um that's one of the you know more uh, what's the right word um encouraging things death. that yeah, i've death learned is, it's a tr- it means it's, it's it's not like oh my god someone's going to die it could be <laughs> or or my yeah. life is going to fall apart it could but there's there's like something on the other side and um yes so it can always be changed in perspective right yes yes so so what are some other things that you'd like to, you know, if someone comes to you or as a client um, that they should know, or they should, you know, that they're for their best interest. Don't compare us to somebody else. If you are asking me to channel a past life for you, when I'm in the middle of it, don't say, well, Madam Hoo-ha said this, or <laughs> yeah. Swami said that I was in 57 lives, or even, no, I don't think so. Because you're derailing your train. Okay. Mm-hmm. When you compare me to somebody else, I don't know whether that person was good or bad. I don't know how well they read you. And you're telling me not to listen to my guides with what they're saying. Um, we may say something to you that makes no sense in the moment, but weeks, months out, it will. Simple. Yeah. I was in Canada. I told a woman two things that were challenges that were possibly coming down the pike. She looks at me, she says, you suck. And she gets up and she walks away. But three months later, when I'm back, she's the first person in my seat. And she says, you told me that I was going to have to take in a border. And then I was going to probably want to sell my house. And I thought that was all bull. But my daughter got pregnant, moved home. And now I'm going to sell my house to raise my grandson. And I still don't like you, but I want to know what else you <laughs> do. shoot the messenger, guys. I still don't like the message. Yeah. Why'd you yeah. have to say that? Well, as an example, um, I had a friend and talk about like the, what not to do as a reader. Um, mm-hmm. 
and there are these red flags, like you say, one of the red flags, if they tell you doom and gloom is coming, you know, like you're going to, you're going to die or you have to do this. So um, that's why I always like to say, you know, it looks like this is the direction things might go. Right. Um, but I had a friend when she was a young woman, I don't know, 20 something had a reading and the, um, the tarot reader told her that she was not going to get married until late in life told her fact, you know, you're not going mm -hmm. to get married until late in life. So she mm -hmm. ended up meeting a guy getting engaged. And this was so writing somehow in the back of her mind that she broke up the engagement yep. because she knew that she wasn't going to get married until late in life. And, and so, and she still, you know, thinks about that and, and has never gotten married. Um, and, and she knows logically that she shouldn't have listened to that woman, but, mm -hmm. um, so if, yeah, like you're saying, people it, do that because they want to look amazing. I remember a week before I got married, which is 19 years ago now, I met a very famous Native American seer. He shook my hand and immediately said, oh, stomach cancer within two years, you're going to have a terrible time getting rid of it. Wow. Now, it never happened. You're like, nice to meet but you. But I too. didn't need to hear that. Now, his wife had just had uh, been diagnosed with a brain tumor. So maybe cancer was on his mind. Mm -hmm. But no, that's what I call a drive-by psychic shooting. I didn't ask for a reading. I didn't expect a reading. And he just hit me upside the head. I'd met him for all of 30 seconds. That's incredibly rude and really, really bad manners. Yeah. And if he was getting something, what he could have said was, you know, I'm sensing something that maybe you want to check out. Um, you know, just take a look yes. at at this area of your body, just to make sure. Yes, that's not, how I do not it. some like definitive, you're going to get this because you don't, you don't have to get it. You know, that's right. You know, Perfect it's information, you know, mm -hmm. yeah. I saw gray in a guy's chest. I said, yeah, you want to go get it checked out. Five years later, his wife, now his widow comes back to me and says, we cannot thank you enough. What you saw was the very beginnings of ALS. And oh. because we caught it early, we had a good four years together. Thank yeah. you. Now, yeah. I'm not a doctor. I'm not going to say, I see you with Lou Gehrig's disease. You're going to die. Yeah. I just saw it looks a little yeah, funky. Something. Go talk to a doctor. Yeah. So tell me when, you know, speaking of intuition and, and how this comes to you, this is always the fascinating part um, to me and, and to understand it because like sometimes you, there's just, you just kind of know, or you kind of see how, how do you, like you said, you saw a little gray. So when you, when you, the cards aside, when you meet someone or, or, or get a feeling about someone, just say like being around them, how does that translate for you? Do you, do you get sounds, lights, feelings? Never happens your body? because I have an open and a closed sign. Mm -hmm. I will not read you at all unless we have sat down. You've either paid me or we've bartered or we've agreed it's pro bono because that way you know you can trust me not to go rifling around in your file cabinet. Yeah. Okay. Um, so it depends, you know, just like a doctor doesn't use the same tool all the time. Um, I blank out really well. It doesn't mean that I'm, you know, like this, but I send my ego up here to read the magazine. If you have a past life situation you want to ask me about, I will close my eyes. It'll, I will literally see it run like a movie. Hmm. Um, if you want to talk to one of your dead people, I don't go fishing because I don't want to waste time. So I tell you, give me the dog tags. 
my father, Jerome Richard Dorkin, who died in 2001 at the age of 80. Notice tells me nothing that gets me into the energy. Then what happens is my guides are almost like charades. Mm. Um, so if I mind smoking, this person smoked. If I put my hands on my chest and move out, they had surgery. If I whack my forehead, it was a fast death or unexpected. Um, once I get something that's an absolute for what this person knows, then I open up and the person can talk to them directly. Examples. Uh, a woman wanted to speak to her father-in-law. All of a sudden, I felt myself miming the pool cue. He had taught her how to play pool. A woman wanted to speak to her grandfather up in Ontario. I find myself saluting. Now, Americans salute with their palm down. Brits and Canadians salute with a palm out. She had just graduated from the Royal Canadian Mounted Police Academy the week before, and he was acknowledging and saying he was proud. That's not, it's a rose, she loves you. Right. So I'm very comfortable <laughs> with those things. Yeah. And again, I'll, I'll get words. There was a woman in York, Pennsylvania. Her husband had died six months before she wanted to speak to him. She didn't tell me where they had lived or where he had grown up. But I feel my hands go out in a big gesture and my head tilts and what comes out of the mouth. But hey, baby, <laughs> Texas. That's how we walked into the house every night after uh, work. Cute. Those are real mm-hmm. things. So, so it comes to you physically almost like, because mediumship what, does. Yes. Yeah, what I'll but, see, I'll see pictures, you know, so it's interesting. Um, and I know some people will smell stuff and see and feel. So that's interesting that you, you feel your, you will find yourself doing things yes. um, that physically translate as your signs and your interpretation. Right. So that's very interesting. When I, when I do past lives, it's different, but I won't just fish again, come to mm-hmm. me. Right. A woman said, my son's in his late 20s. He won't live more than a mile from me. He asked me about everything. I'm so worried. Why isn't he being more independent? And again, this is a matter of spirit uses what we're good at. I was a history major. Um, I said, okay, I'm seeing Utah Beach. So this is D-Day. He's got a really mangled leg. You're his commanding officer. You're dragging him over a dune. You take some shrapnel too, but both of you get out alive. She looks mm-hmm. at me and she's very pale. She says, can you tell me what my rank was? I said, yeah, you're a sergeant. She goes, he has called me Sarge since he was three years old and we didn't know where that came from. That's fascinating. Yeah. So in that case, you're able to unwind mm-hmm. a challenge on earth now. Right, exactly. That's what past lives are for. Yeah. And, and, and I do past life regression with hypnosis you know, similar mm-hmm. thing to say, um, you know, for someone who's got a challenge or, or what it is, and they can't figure out, you know, mm-hmm. and I say, go back to the source. And, and just yep. even knowing, you know, identifying, oh, this is something from then, and it doesn't mean anything now, you know, that right. you have that information and say, oh, okay, when I, I can let go of that, you know, and, and do some clearing. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it, and of course, there's lots of people that, um, you know, they poo-poo past lives, but... Um, no, no, no. Yeah. <laughs> They're not smart enough to get it done in one. And, you yeah. know, with what you bring up, I want to point out something very, very important to your, to your watchers. Mm-hmm. There's a difference between retrieval, which is what I do, and regression, right. which is what Desiree does. Yes. Never, ever, ever do past life regression with someone who is not a certified hypnotherapist or a past life specialist. Why? Okay. Because if you see your death or you're getting gang raped or something like that, the professionals yeah. know how to pull you out and make sure you don't get caught in the emotions. Exactly. Someone who is just trying this for a lark, you could do yourself a lot of mental and emotional damage. 
Yeah. And, and that was what I brought up in the beginning about your book mm-hmm. for psychic readers. And, and like, there's good ones and bad ones. And, and I personally yeah. really yeah. pride myself on knowing the right way. And, and, mm-hmm. and for example, um, and there are people out there that just, okay, I know somebody who um, I did a um, uh, hypnosis for, and we, mm-hmm. we regressed just to an earlier childhood thing where she found mm-hmm. some trauma and we cleared it out. And then when I brought her out, she goes, oh, is that hypnosis? Oh, I do that with my clients. And the next thing I saw, she was listing hypnosis on her website with no training. No. Okay. And so no. I was like, wait, wait, you know, it's, it's it can be um, emotionally dangerous, just like being told, oh, you're going to die. And, and for example, what I will do just for information for the listeners is if, if there's an area where someone's experiencing trauma or the death experience, I have them be the observer, just like it's on TV, you're just watching exactly. it. And it doesn't, you don't feel it. And you easily pass through this. And, um, you know, I do a lot of surrounding with, you know, positive energy and, and protection and uh, guide work. Um, and, and so we result, you know, but you're so right. And like uh, we said earlier, check somebody's website, check their uh, references, check, you know, their credentials. And um, it's in, in, and also another thing, psychic medium, tarot, people seldom think that there are these um, groups that you, professional groups that you belong mm-hmm. to. So it's, yes. so you, when you find somebody who's doing readings, um, you know, you go and look because you belong, name some of the groups you belong to again, um, like the certifications that you have. That's All right. important. That means that you're a professional. Right. And I send people to there because the more certified professionals we have in our field, the old expression, all boats rise. Exactly. Exactly. And one of the things that, um, you know, when I began adding, doing like some uh, tarot or mediumship, when these, you know, especially the mediumship kind of gift fell on me um, when my mom passed and just before her too, all of a sudden, it's like all of a sudden I just started knowing things. And um, Mm -hmm. so I I decided to study it. And one of the things I was afraid of when we talk about um, when I asked you about your job and that sort of thing Mm -hmm. is that even as a hypnotherapist, life coach, people thought I was weird. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and, um, and that's, you know, but then when I, I started adding that I'm, you know, I'm trained in some of these other, and I practice some of these other things like tarot or, or, you know, uh, intuitive readings and such. Yeah. What happened was I, I wanted to rate, you know, keep it at this professional level. Like you mm-hmm. say, I'm not Madam Chloe. I'm not walking around dragging you out of off the sidewalk and 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 it's you know the charges are you know along the same lines as what i do anyway mm-hmm. i try to dress professionally when i'm working with somebody i'm not in my tie-dye mm-hmm. shirt um i'm not you know sitting cross-legged on the floor <laughs> um unless unless it calls for like something like reiki but um so yeah, there's a certain level of professionalism that people should look for in anything, even if they think it's a woo-woo thing that check the person's, you know, uh, credentials mm-hmm. and, and look at that and, and expect professionalism. Yes. Um, to me, dressing professionally not only makes me feel centered in my abilities, but it's a matter of respect to my client. Yeah. You know? Um, I'm not going to wear my World of the Psychic Dr. Peter Bankman shirt from Ghostbusters, <laughs> even though I love it to bits. That sounds like fun, yeah. 
oh, well, Ghostbusters was, but you're going to get me like this. And especially if you've never had a reading from me before, that relaxes you because subconsciously you're going to say, she looks like she knows what she's doing. Yeah, exactly. And, and as a hypnotist, we have to have the pre-talk and the pre-talk is probably half mm-hmm. of the, half of the success, you know? Yes. We let them know yes. that actually this is going to work very well for them. And it does. It's, you know, and there, there comes the belief, you know, um, yep. and, and, and I think your other book where you talk about, um, you know, who needs, uh, um, who needs magic, you hold that one up. Who needs me. a genie? Yes. Who needs a That's genie? You get your own magic, right? You've got the magic who needs a genie. So tell us a little bit about that one, because there's a lot about, I believe that there's a lot about having confidence and belief in yourself. Yes. Um, it's what I call straddling the twin mountains of business acumen and wiki woo okay um you know when you do it as six days a week the way i do for 20 years now um you learn a lot of important things in terms of how to run a business and a lot of people don't have my corporate background so this literally goes with again the basics the social approach the intangibles the keys to self-care the grab bag, things like private parties, corporate gigs. Um, And I have things in here um, that I call Corby Gets Candid that explains to you why you need to do things, okay? One of my favorite stories, if you'll notice in the back, one of the sample things I have is copy of my sign-in sheet. And I explain in here why it is important to have a sign-in sheet. Um, and that was because at a show in Toronto, um, there was someone who did not like what I told them. And the next day I found an anonymous death threat on my desk. Now, wow. And written because I always have the person sitting with me hand, write the information, name, email, birthday, we were able to match the handwriting, I handed the death threat to the promoter who got in touch with the police. Now, these are not love and light, blurpy purple with the angel things. These are things that happen. Yeah. And so if I can keep you safe, if I can show you how to deal with things well, if mm-hmm. I can help you stay on the road, I mean, one of the chapters is how to charge what you're worth. Right. Don't you tell me because this is spiritual, you shouldn't be charging. It's bad to charge. And so many people Guys, have this attitude. Oh, you have a gift and you should give it away freely. Yeah. And, and if you have a gift, you also st- you still have to pay rent and, and, and eat food. You know, I know. I mean, yeah, they gave it away in sixth century Ireland because as a seer and an oracle, you were so respected by the village. They would bring you a chicken. They'd bring you a cloak. They'd get you firewood. You're not going to do yeah, that. There was a me. barter, you know? Uh, yes. Yeah. And, and art, you know, artists had uh, their sponsors. Their, their, you know, it, that's how people with a talent or a gift were, were provided for. Um, mm-hmm. and, and like some people have a gift for business, right? They just have a, a business mind, but they sure get paid their paycheck. So, I, yeah. I, I tell people, switch it to another profession. I get told, oh, well, you should be reading for free. Why won't you read me for free? You're not very spiritual. Would you say to the doctor, wow, you're going to charge me for an office visit? You're not very compassionate. You want me to get sick and die, don't you? 
Nobody <laughs> would do that. Yeah. But it's the same thing. And that's part of Clean my house a few times for free. And if you're good, I'll tell everybody. I'll yeah. be a right. And the same thing is, you know, it just goes back to the professionalism and, mm-hmm. and to raise the professionalism of what we do in, you know, these areas, it, it really helps benefit everybody. And, and, and then we, you know, we belong to memberships. We, we study, we get certifications and those things cost us money. It's not they like, do. it's not like we're just sitting burning our candles all day with my black cat, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> please yeah. look oh, at you yeah. with the glasses there. Right. Um, right. I look, there are what? 7 billion people in the world. Kids. I'm 66. I'm going to die before I read them all. If I can help raise up the new generation of psychics, it is not competition for me. Mm-hmm. I am happy to share with you absolutely everything I've got. The only thing I always ask people uh, not to do is don't use my words. That's plagiarism. Yeah. Um, they're my, they're, that's part of my gift. Somebody lifted stuff from my brochures, put it on their website. I landed on them. Did it ruin yeah. the friendship yeah it did but she should yeah. have known better you could at least kind of you know substitute some words use one sentence or something and, and make your own but that's yeah yeah someone's too lazy to uh do their own work and just you know grab it that's not great not, no or they no. could at least offer me, to pay you for karma will bite you yeah karma will bite you in the butt yeah it will you know um oh something came to me and then went right back out it'll come back but um your third book um that you wrote that was the first one is that correct yes okay that is clean out your life closet and it's about clarity adaptability simplicity and making friends with stress and Mm -hmm. i wrote that because those were the four things that my clients kept coming to me with Mm -hmm. and also i mean look we have all bought self-help books there's not one person in the world that hasn't yeah but they all say do everything i tell you and it all gets better Right. You're going to tell me not to eat food with leptin in it. And I have to get up at three in the morning to do yoga. I live in Milwaukee. I have two preschoolers and I drive a school bus. Exactly. You're not having that. So what I do is I say, look, here's some of the stupid things I did. Uh, And I'm funny. And here's some (laughs) client thoughts. And here's some possibilities. But at the end of each chapter, what you've got are what I call the, um, adventure pages. And you cannot go back and see where I said X because you won't answer things. It's things like for the chapter, finding happiness with what you have right now. How good are you at finding happiness in the moment? If you aren't good, what do you think stops you? Think of three situations in your life that aren't looking terrific right now. How can you find some happiness in the journey? Yeah. By the end of this book, if you do all the chapter questions, this becomes your personal manual. Fantastic. I believe, I believe in my, my readers helping me write that book. Yeah. And it's similar to the format coming up now. That's similar to the format I did in in the book I wrote that at the end of every chapter, Mm -hmm. there are like intuitive questions to ask yourself Yep. because that's what worked for me, you know, was um, answering my own questions, (laughs) you know, because, and here's another point, Um, tarot reader, intuitive reader, life coach, you know, don't expect us to have the answers. You have your own answers. Expect us to help facilitate you finding those answers, that the answers yes. are within you. We, we're here as a guide and to give you some information to use or not to use. It's up to you. 
Um, right. So uh, we are the toolbox and we hand you the toolbox, but we're not the repairman. That's up to you. Yeah. Yeah. You, you know, we, we can give you information and guidance, but it's up to the individual to choose to do what they do with their own life. Right. Absolutely. So, cause there Absolutely. are people that just hop around from one thing to another waiting for like the magic wand. And like that, mm-hmm. your book says, you know, you've got, you've got your own magic. You've got your magic. You know, yes. we may, we may be genies, but you're the one with the magic. So it's, that's right. it's really teamwork. Whenever you go to a reader or a hypnotherapist, life coach, it, it takes to, um, to, to get the goal met or to get the information where you want the information to go. So, right. Because if you turn it all over to the reader, that's when they say, I have specially blessed candles. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Oh, no. don't, listen, don't listen to yourself. Listen to me. Mm-hmm. Oh, and if anyone ever tells you they're the only reader for you, run, mm-hmm. run. Yeah. I do not care if you ever have a reading with me. If my book is useful to you, I've done my job. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Great. Anyway, so I love that. I love all your books. Now I'm part of the way through one of them and I look forward to looking at the others and I mm-hmm. highly recommend all of our listeners and viewers take a look at that. And the information will be down in the details of where to find her books and how to contact Corby. Um, is there anything else you'd like to add before we close off here? Um, only one more thing. And yes. Don't laugh. How many women don't say no? They think, but I have to, etc. It's to the point where I now have a postcard that I give my clients. No is a fabulous idea. Yeah, I like it. When you say no to somebody else for what you don't want to do, you're saying yes to yourself. Mm-hmm. And when you say yes to yourself, that is the start of spiritual growth. I love it. I love it. Thank you. Just say no. Yeah. <laughs> right. Say yes to you. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Because I know it's, it's true. There, it's like people ask, okay, yes, sure. And then it's like, what was I thinking? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm actually mm-hmm. working on that. I'm actually learning to work on saying no to myself as well, because there's so many things I want to say yes to for myself. I'm looking at honing, um, you know, focusing a little more at, at one thing at a yes. time, at least. Yeah, absolutely. Anyway, Corby, um, thank you for joining me. I have loved talking to you. And I will, like I said, all her information will be in the details. And this was fascinating. Thank you. And you've got a book for the, the you know, seeker and you've got a book for the uh, reader and you've got a book for the general public. <laughs> and so there's something for everybody and you're, you're, you're fascinating. So thanks very much. Thank and so I'm much. going to just say goodbye and thank you for being here with me on this episode. And I will see you later.